0: Football Manager Football Show, brought to you by scoreline.ie It's the Football Manager Football Show, it is episode number 94. 94, nine, four. Like uh like the time Ireland went to USA in 94 and did the World Cup and did amazing things, like when we beat Italy. Robbie Darling, how you yeah. doing? Yeah. I was minus six years of age. That's a fine age. I used to not
1: give away my age because obviously I was, I'm on the show, on the sports show here in KCLR. I used to never give it away, but I'm kind of proud of it now because I feel like a baby.
0: Well, definitely, because if you were minus six years of age and I was 11. I thought you were 34 at that time. That's, fuck off. <laughs> Some of One of us has to be the sweary one for this week because True. Shane O'Keefe has decided to abandon us. Uh, he has left us notes. He sent an email this morning. He's uh, currently... What is he doing? He's doing a sh- uh, show. He's doing yeah, a stagey he's thing. He's an actor. Okay. Uh, you need a new name for today. I need a new name. Yeah. We, we'll just do this thing where uh, we're obviously here to talk about all things Football Manager. Uh, and uh, now you can pretend to be Shane for two minutes. So you got to come up with a really, really witty... In, in Like, there's a formula to it. I introduce me, and then I introduce you. My name is Ken Maguire. I'm joined in studio today by... Sh- Sir, sir, I
1: was. Uh, the only way his Twitter handle is Sirsock. Yes. I was trying to come up with something that would obviously offend him massively, and I couldn't. <laughs> So I'll just question his intelligence levels live on this podcast. okay. I'm
0: joking. I'm joking. He he does send an email, though, uh, that landed in after midnight today. We knew that Shane wasn't going to be here today. He does say, Many apologies. I do not remember what is going on. I genuinely forgot I was sporting until the first few clicks. Last night for the network game. That, that just goes to show you, lads. We're, we're in Portugal. Maybe the it's season intelligence nine. Intelligence levels coming in too Luke. far. Away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've also been told uh, need to insert a wrestling reference. Ooh yeah, dig it. That's that's my wrestling reference for the day. We ain't on video, so you can't see me. No, that's it. So oh smooth look so, so at that is not it that's a really Lucky for really, you you can't see me that's a really really good wrestling reference but it is uh, myself and Robbie here for this week's episode of the show what we're going to be doing is going through uh, pre-season in terms of where we're at uh, in Portugal because we decided last week against our infinite wisdom or inner infinite wisdom uh, that I would end up uh, after the draw with like external help, I would end up with uh, Benfica, you are taking uh, Porto and Shane is taking Sporting. Both of you are in the, you're already safe in the knowledge that you will have Champions League uh, group yes. games um, this year. Uh, I have to go through the qualifiers, which is probably one of the most frightening things about playing last night Uh and I love it at the same time and I was really looking forward to it and I got so excited when I heard it because I had the I had the studio headphones on at home listening to everything and I had the sounds turned on in the game. Yeah, you got I, very excited. I went in to view the draw and as soon as I clicked the view draw, it's like the Champions League screen pops up and the music is blaring in my ears and it's like... Da, 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 Do you like da, that music, Ken? Yeah!
1: Some, some supporters oh, don't like it. Liverpool man, fans I, boo it because they don't get you'll never walk alone when
0: the players are out on the pitch. Ah, Jesus Christ. Save it for Anfield. It's grand. Like, they'll, they'll sing it anyway. But the Champions League stuff, like, Champions League just has its has its identity and that is the absolute identity it's been there it's iconic for years television video games now it's in Football Manager it was in my ears last night and because I had forgotten that it was going to be a thing because doing the the League of Ireland stuff was like I'd be 10, 15 it be 20 years might never get to a Champions League with Kilkenny and it's like oh yeah there's the possibility of European football in Portugal and then I get this and then I watch the draw and I go through the you know, they're picking out the teams, and you can see who you might get and who's seeded and who's unseeded, and there's a bit of reaction after it. And there's narrative for this as the game goes on. So it'll remember it's like, oh, you got paired with those boys last year. Oh, how did that go? And, you know, there's, there's these little things that you're supposed to be able to build upon. It was one of the brightest or brighter moments uh, of uh, last night. But shout outs first as we always do, Ethan Hawkins. Uh, we've, we've asked people how they're getting ready and, and how what they're doing in terms of their saves and stuff for FM23. Uh, Ethan's been sliding into the DMs again this week at FMF show it says the update on his current save uh, he won the uh, the second tier Bundesliga with Hamburg first season uh, and now trying to create a team for the Bundesliga with all the outgoings from loanies returning to their clubs and players out of contract he currently has 16 players left, Jesus Christ that's small uh, to take on the Bundesliga so he says he's to do a trip down to the market and get a few uh, bits and bobs in there. Uh, Lee Quinton, uh, who was a name familiar to people listening to the podcast in November last year, has returned from the North Seas. Uh, he was working away on, on like working on oil rigs or some kind of thing that you did in the North Seas. Yeah, it's just that like that that demands like a, a Quinton uh, at sea. Yeah, that, oh, such a name uh, that demands like uh, uh, an episode in itself. Yeah. Um, but what he's done in uh, the last 13 months now that we can get an update is uh, 47 seasons at Accrington Stanley phenomenal you get to watch the whole way the world has shaped football he said all he had was a laptop and 8 lads doing Accrington saves and the sea by his side and the sea by his side that's it for 13 months that
1: carried Stanley forward (laughs) do you call Accrington Stanley Stanley? I don't know I feel like it's a bit derogatory, in the,
0: well, Maybe so. I hope
1: there's no Stanleys listening, but
0: but the sauce, Uh Also <laughs> on the uh, also on the update side of things, uh, Brian Cook uh, says that he's top of the league with Wimbledon in season one. This is in League Two. Uh, he's trying to financially stabilise a supporter owned team. Says that it's fun, uh, but all he knows is that the academy product David Fisher is a beautiful man.
1: Yeah. Brian Cook also commented about my own. Oh. Kind of. I, was, I suppose it was like my full debut last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, A couple yeah. of weeks back, yeah, was yeah, like I, 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 of I came on as a sub. Yeah. The game was won yeah. or lost, depending on where you lie. <laughs> and <nice>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I meant my, <laughs> my appearance. But last week, it was full debut. And uh, he did say, Brian Cook, this is, new dynamic of a third person is, and then there is a picture of some flames, Ken. Now, okay. I'm not on social media.
0: <laughs> what Says does the flames Twitter. mean? No,
1: obviously the, the flames means it's going well. So yeah. thanks very much, Brian. Enjoy hearing basically a new person experiencing a game. Can't wait to get into the season and see the reaction to league games. But I found myself shouting, screamer,
0: ah! like Shane does so. yep, yeah, think this show is rubbing off on me. Excellent. Well, we do ha- I do have some uh, questions for you because we'll, it's kind of like a and a because you're seeing the game through complete beginner's eyes yeah. as well, which is amazing. Even down to like the small things last night of does a player injured. How how do I get I had him off? fucking clue. It's like I need to make a substitution. How how does this happen? Yeah. Um we'll talk about that a little bit we later would, of on. of course. Uh, also on the shout outside of things uh, FM Elder has been blogging away uh, and gratefully so The com. he's got a September 2022 update done um, which is obviously for the 2022 season he's taken Castle Warren Celtic through the lower ranks uh, of English football uh, they have lost to Kingstonian in the FA Cup second qualifying round that's very very early doors you forget how big uh, how long a tournament is, like how long a tournament the FA Cup is, for non-league sides or for for anybody who's outside of the Championship, League One, League Two, when qualification begins all the way back in August, September. Yeah, you know, instead of top-tier clubs jumping in in January when you know the crack has been had already for like weeks and weeks and weeks, mm. a couple of losses in the league says he can accept it for the moment until they gel as a squad. A uh, couple of matches he'd had against teams that he expect would be in the playoffs at the end of the season. They're doing well enough, though. They look like they're fourth or fifth in there. All of the squad that he has, you're in there as well, uh, are under contract until 2023. So if he wants to get rid of anybody at this stage and start terminating contracts, um, then it's obviously going to cost the club a little bit of money. Uh, you might be able to shed some light on this, though. He says, The star performers at present are Sean Grace, who continues to show what a talent he is. Oh, he is a talent in real life. Uh, ben Cantwell, whose vision is creating chances for that us. That is
1: so true to the player. Ben has been on fire this year in real life. I should say I play for Castlemore and I know we said this last weekend, but I kind of play up top and Sean is around there and so is Ben. Ben plays, has played behind me in the kind of number 10 role all season and he is phenomenally creative.
0: This is an interesting take then on football manager imitating uh, life. Uh, and Kieran Prendergast, whose scoring and assists show just what a valuable asset he and is. Another to this player, squad.
1: Now, unfortunately, Shanks, as we call him, Kieran Prendergast, uh, with Castle Warren, has got a bad injury so far. But in pre season and to start of this league campaign, he's been in really good form. But unfortunately, as I said, he's a bit um, off at the moment. But plays on the wing. His pace and power is absolutely ridiculous in real life. And his end product is really good, too. So, seems to be true.
0: Who is? okay. True to his player. Yeah, there. Uh, you don't happen to have, I would imagine, uh, anybody on your team called Enoch Asante? No. That, well if, uh, keep an eye out because they, they might turn up at the watershed some night Maybe so. uh, they're bringing strength height and pace to the attacking side of the team uh, but if you want to read the blog post and follow the Castle Warren journey for this what, season what the about, FM what about, elder what about <coughs> uh, uh, well, let me see just uh, stats here this is I, awkward I, now if there's this nothing this is <laughs> Robbie Dowling I know you had kind of oh I can see you there ok so you've played uh, you've started three games uh, you've come in off the bench uh, on three occasions Sorry You've come in off the bench On six occasions Uh You've managed 336 minutes Game time In nine games Uh You've scored once For God f- your fucking rating Is going way oh, down Because this is only like Two games since You've had nine shots on goal All season long uh, And two of those Have been on target I have a feeling You're going to get caught
1: I want to do an interview with you on Scoreline <laughs> this weekend on Casey Law exclaiming my my own presence as a football legend and why should be on the pitch for every single second of every single game
0: you have a pass completion ratio of uh, 81% you've hit 50 out of 62 balls um, that's not yeah, You've you've got a bit of work to do you're averaging just over two tackles a game as well and going well in real life Ken so that, that, that's the second <laughs> Where most Castle important Warren thing are Warren going in real life we are
1: oh Jesus I should know we're the third table? in the table we're level on points with the team that are second they have a slightly superior goal difference and we're two points off the league leaders who we host on Sunday morning oh Jesus that's the evergreen game that's evergreen that's evergreen it's a big big game for us now I must say best of luck with that one thanks very much
0: Um, somebody asking is the hand wearing a latex glove that's completely unrelated Uh, (laughs) Danielson is currently sitting and I like this because I had Toulouse last season Uh, Danielson is currently sitting 11th with Toulouse, about 12 points off the relegation zone that's uh, that's a fair crack doesn't say how far into the season you are Uh, but he hasn't lost since oh he does actually he hasn't lost a game since coming back from the World Cup break Uh, he had a small injury crisis had to bring in a freebie in Winston Reed, who is diabolical and I only lost to PSG 4-2 which I see as a small win you might be able to school us <laughs> in the art of playing PSG later on as well uh, Martin Brommel has been in touch on oh, Twitter oh I, I see it here can I read that yeah, Ken can absolutely. I read it Ken go ahead go ahead you can see this stuff can't wait to see
1: how Robbie gets on as a novice will football manager suck him in and keep him in the long term Shane O'Keefe I agree with you it's just a risk in not having played football manager 2022 as I skipped it I don't see much improvement since football manager 2021 player squad good feature but I still write down things that of course is a reference to Shane complaining that football manager 2022 is no difference to the last it's edition just a
0: a reskin, yeah. Martin is saying he's he's still struggling. What? Oh, that's get a into reskin, the... is it? Well, no. What that, did that... I say? Reskin? Re- oh, did you? One hundred percent. Like it was something you know to reskin something. I really haven't. A fucking clue Why? Linguini genius over there <laughs> I <a> clue. Risking. <laughs> uh, but Martin's still struggling to get into 23 a bit match engine is poor and needs a patch at times he says looks like I don't know actually if you've seen any of this in the games that we played uh, this week uh, he says uh, at times it looks like the the keepers are there solely to watch the ball going over them Uh, he's lost how many he's lost track of how many shots have gone through goalkeepers Uh, he's gone through four goalkeepers in 14 games that's a crazy aggressive turnover my, my goalkeeper had to make
1: a lot of saves in that PSG game Jesus. that you, you mentioned a lot of saves
0: uh, Chris Welsby has been in touch the first season is, with Wrexham is done figured a lot of people would be doing the, the Wrexham thing as well this year uh, he's won the Vanarama National League and he's won the FA Trophy Jesus that seems an easy an easy one uh, and was knocked out of the FA Cup in the third round to Southampton Big Paul Mullen with 40 plus goals he marches on into League 2 uh, Lee Riggs contemplating documenting his Argentinian adventure with Almagro he got their shirt from Mystery Shirts oh class Virgil is gone <gasps> Shane what do you say? oh wait you're not here uh, meet Hector Ruggiero glasses and a dodgy moustache they will suspect nothing moustache game is absolutely on point Coxie FM at Coxie84 on Twitter has the latest installment of his Kings of Copenhagen uh, blog series that's out as well and there's a hell of a lot of reading in that it's Fierce, fierce, Fierce good stuff uh, That's in I won't go through The whole of it now Other than God, Get shit. yourselves Up to Uh John Helstead Back in touch Season 2 at Brighton He's managed to sign Alessio Romagnoli From Ooh. Lazio Decent shout there Jesus. 25 million quid back Yeah he's a cool Definitely guy. a quality player yeah, Seems yeah. to be suffering From second season syndrome 12 games in He's currently sitting 15th Fucking hate the way Do the
1: doctors diagnose thing. Second season syndrome? They should because imagine a club doctor he's got second season
0: syndrome I 100% suffered from that with Hibbs last year so when we when we forked off and, and after season 7 in Scotland and we did the South African and France stuff I went back took the because like we get to the end of every season yeah. and then save the game off so <clears throat> if you wanted to go back say after this season and do your <sighs> own thing then with uh, Porto and go, do you know what, actually, yeah, we'll continue the network stuff, but now I've I've kind of been bought into the Porto experience. I yeah. want to see how could I have done anything differently? And I tried to do that with Hibbs last season and pure fell foul, foul of second season syndrome, particularly in the league. I was making fucking silly mistakes and starting to question the tactics that had given me a really good and I kept like most of the squad. I I've changed out a midfielder or two maybe in the in the mix, finished with the Scottish Cup win but uh, other than that it was an abysmal performance I like maybe by my standards or anything uh, oh wow head of youth development Ken McGuire and ass man Shane O'Keefe can barely contain their excitement at <gasps> Peter Crouch has joined Castle Warren no way i seen this was this as technical
1: director or as a player
0: oh yeah. has look who's joined Castle Warren Celtic as their director of football director it's of only football. Peter Crouch that is fairly snazzy to be fair Got a one-match ban on football manager in the stands with my headpiece on. (laughs) Did you see that? (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Look (laughs) at (laughs) that. Fucking hell. He's on a ladder. That is absolutely taking the game. That's commitment. That is commitment to the highest order. Respect. Uh, And we might try and get a fantasy draft competition going over uh, Christmas time for us and we'll see what the story is. Future FM save for you. FMF show 100% it is. Uh, Mad FM talking about uh, Kerry Football Club. Great day for Kerry. Ah brilliant. Great day for the League of Ireland. Uh, Kerry FC. If anybody follows League of Ireland football uh, or doesn't, Kerry FC have been awarded their license and will be the tenth team in the 2023 SSE Airtricity League of Ireland First Division. Now, obviously, that isn't in uh, that isn't in FM 22 when you start. No, there is a there is a Kerry team in the game, uh, knocking around the Munster Leagues or knocking around uh, somewhere. You'd need a bit of editor work to get them going, but I would hazard. Uh, with the winter update that comes out typically in January time. I think it's January time, given that the League of Ireland new season will be starting in January, that we might find a case where Kerry kind of squeezed himself back in there. Uh, But if anybody wants to get in touch and let us know how your saves and stuff are going or your Football Manager Week in general, it's at FMFshow on Twitter. You can email the podcast as well. It's podcast at fmfshow.com and you'll find all the details and everything else that happens uh, on the website, fmfshow.com. Dot com. How did you find last night? This is your second foray. Because, like, you're literally going from uh, playing Football Manager 2023, and by playing Football Manager 2023, we mean playing Football Manager full stop for the first time ever. Ever. Last week. And yes. we get into it... And things are a little bit slow and you kind of, you know, there's a whole lot of like touching and feeling in the dark going on. And then you get into last night and we start to kind of trickle into pre-season a little bit over the course of about three, three and a half hours, give or take. We don't cover a lot of ground in terms of, you know, moving things along. We're, we're pretty much through to the end of, of the pre-season month. But how did you find it?
1: Very good last night. Um but again, uh, it's almost like being in the dark and going like five feet forward. You feel great, but you don't know where your next step is going to lead to. You. Okay. So it's just kind of not knowing my surroundings at all, but feeling like I'm in a good position at the moment. And that's due to the results purely. Um, other stuff is going well the likes of the press conferences the team talks I'm kind of letting the game guide me rather than thinking I'm going to go in and do my own thing it's like if the assistant manager or whoever it may be kind of recommends that I should do something I'm not going to really disagree with him. considering I have zero experience up until last week so that thing it's kind of helping me to get maybe slightly above average all the stuff the likes of the trainings I think it was rated 7.21 there one of the kind of training weeks or something like that and then any team talks I gave a press conferences are quite uh, I give I always go with the positive stance because I don't think they're Portuguese people historically from what I know and uh, one very very iconic Portuguese person this week uh, d- doesn't take criticism too well <laughs> to say the least uh, how are you, Ronaldo Oh yeah you get getting over Ronaldo <laughs> but uh, but, um, yeah, so that's why I'm kind of just easing myself into and not making too many um, sort of assertions or, or big opinions or anything like that. So all the things off the pitch, I'd say, are going smoothly, I would say. I, yeah. Again, I've no, like I said, I have no clue if they're going incredibly well. I have no clue if they're going slightly above average or slightly below average. But I definitely don't think they're going bad. Okay. Purely because of the color code, that green is appearing a lot, and green means green good. is green is, good. green is
0: good. Green is good. Green is good in terms of player reactions. Green is good in terms of numbers on the pitch and performance yes. side of things. Green is good when it comes to <laughs> green is just good in green general. Is good. Any anything that has uh, the color of green in football manager for the most part should be good because anything that's in red is usually. Watch out, watch out. There's yeah. something very, very scary about. Uh, we have um, three or four games to get through in, in terms of the, the pre-season side of things. Um, before, we, before we look at that, I did a little bit of looking ahead because we kind of get to plot out where we're going for the seasons. Uh, now I would anticipate, or at least I would, I would kind of hope that as we as we motor along, and um, that Portugal gets to uh, that we get to pick up speed a bit in terms of how many games are played out. Uh, Christmas is obviously a good time to to cash in on a lot of games and and just get a, a few kind of loose bits done, um, but if we were averaging out a game uh, like a month a month an episode it's kind of what we typically aim for so we have July done for this episode uh, then by the time we get to two podcast times so episode 96 it should see back to back games the biggest biggest games of that week and it'll be the sole focus of it on the 4th of September it's Benfica versus Porto Oh, that's I get, very
1: early in the season
0: I got home advantage for that one Two weeks later, it's Benfica hosting Sporting, oh. so there's going to be a lot of trash talk <laughs> on the on the network side of things <laughs> for that night. And I I'm already I haven't seen some of your results from last night. I'm already starting to get a little bit on the on the concerned side. Oh, here we go. Um, January fourteenth, twenty twenty three, uh, Porto at home to Sporting. Okay, the second of uh, the sorry, the nineteenth of February. Uh, Porto at home to Benfica, so that's our second yes. fixture done and dusted. Assuming we don't meet in in the domestic cup and the league cup or anything like that. Fifth uh, of March, Sporting versus Benfica, and then the twenty eighth of May, which is the last fixture of the season. <laughs> The last game of the season For both yourself and Shane Oh fuck I thought it was Shane and you Is Sporting and Porto Oh yeah no I wouldn't worry about that At Sporting I'll die a death by that stage League is League is well I'll done So I reckon that gives me about ten After our last game against each other um, Between three of us That gives me about ten games To chase uh, max points I'm going to finish the season On the 28th of May Against Casapia.
1: I'm big favourites to win this league You are did big favourites to and win then this And the league. social media feed On Football Manager started taking the piss yep. they were like how the fuck are Porto the favourites to win the Portuguese you league
0: you get that and did you notice that the League of Portugal B win title odds came from KCLR did you see the stare look I had, to, I had to print off the screenshot KCLR you're home in the Portuguese league that's it like, we used to be the home of Belarusian football but that's, we a, did. that's, a, different that's a different story <laughs> uh, so uh, Porto were 6-5 to five on um, to, yes. to win the league uh, Benfica second at nine to five, yeah. and Sporting a bit of an outsider at yeah. third at nine to I one. Don't know, I think they're sixth in real
1: life, so yeah. that's probably fair.
0: And then it goes like, and then it's way back. So they're they're obviously the top three. Braga to finish fourth, thirty three to one, and then everyone from there on is like two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty to four hundred and fifty to one.
1: Braga to win the league are thirty three to one. Yeah, yeah, decent show. Yeah. Well, Good there side. is a there, there is, is a only top other three and like. then a fourth and then the rest in yeah. Portugal really isn't yeah. there. Which it's is kind of like which pretty good away. Boavista,
0: pity about them. Three hundred to one, finish seventh, or like at least they're predicted finish yes. the seventh, but three hundred to one to finish uh, to finish up top. Um, but where where would you like to start this week? Were you looking for transfers? Were you looking for tactics? No, you I was just gone I was, I was getting the these scouts uh, reports.
1: Yeah. Um, G- Yeri Oronrin, Baptiste Santa Maria, two players. Sorry, they're two different players, I should say. Yari O'Roonren is from I'm absolutely butchered that name, is from Finland. He's a right back. Baptiste Santa Maria is also a right back. Um they were kind of given to me as an option to buy if I was interested in it or certainly try and target them because Joe Mario got an injury who is my right back at the moment Um, so obviously the scouts decided that I need to sign a right back I thought the Joe Mario injury was only three to four weeks I think so All right. I wasn't too worried Um, have you, Have you? my policy you, is to I, sign nobody really? yeah because interesting policy I haven't a clue there was one player I was going
0: to sign I'm not sure if I should say it Six and one. Was, um, i was got to sign Fora Hashi from Celtic. Definitely not on my radar. Oh, I he love does. He does go because Shane plays Celtic this yes. week in a friendly as well. someone played him last night for Hashi. Shane, yeah, Shane, yeah, did, yeah, yeah. And he was really, really good. Uh, in 2025 in Scotland. Right. Yeah.
1: Because I was thinking about the leagues we can target and we were kind of having a conversation, not, not a big conversation, just a casual one last night. And I think you had
0: mentioned Holland that you were kind of going to. Yeah. Or, or like n- the Netherlands.
1: Because like if, if the
0: Portuguese league is sixth in yes. terms of the ranking of leagues, the next one from there is, is the Eredivisie is, is the for Dutch Holland. League. Yeah. And, and then I was thinking. Into Scotland. Scotland, but the big
1: two in Scotland have some mm. half decent players, and I love again this is all going off real life in terms of I love Kyogo Hashi. I think he's a really good player, I think he could do improving his finishing. I think Celtic fans would agree with me there, but like it's just purely off what I've seen in real life. I don't know again, this comes back to I didn't know how to make a substitution last night, I don't know how to see if a player is good or not. Yeah, um, so it's basically like, oh, Kyogo Hashi. yeah, he done. X, Y and Z in real life he must be half decent in football manager that's my logic around players these days even even playing them for Porto it's kind of like yeah I look at the thing and it says that they're kind of good in this position or that position but if I know the name more so than another name there's a good chance he's starting for Porto so uh, again I'll try and learn as much as I can but as of now if if I can't sign somebody that I know will be a relative success at
0: least, you can know, coming to the drag Well, that's where that's where your scouts will come in. So you go yes. to a player and you're like, and this is, this is like playing it again as a first-time player and why you have scouts on a staff. So you find that player and you're going, I want to go and I want to scout that player. And you would hope that, like, the way we have the game set up is that... Um, attribute masking is turned on so if you want to learn more about a player you obviously have to go and scout the player or watch the player or have some kind of familiarity with a player and your your own manager profile and your own setup will dictate how much you can know about that player in advance but you go in and you want to go and scout a player so you'll go and you'll either send a scout to Celtic and scout the team or just scout him as a player and then you would hope that a week or two weeks or three weeks however long you want him scouted for that time takes place Uh, you maybe try and rush it in terms of you've got a transfer window coming up because you're not going to be thinking about it once the end of August, start of September passes for the most part and then that scout will come back with uh, the attributes that you can't see so you'll get an idea of his pace and his finishing and his strength and his you know all of the the key stuff that you're looking for you'll see if he's if he's been watched in 90 minutes of football 45 minutes of football three games four games however long this is how he was done this is how he's performed this is how he's scored uh, and then you get to learn a bit more about the attributes are uh, not the attributes, but the, the 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 traits that a player has. So you know, likes big games, uh, fucking drops deep to get a ball, cuts in on the inside, tries long shots, likes to round the keeper, and all of the stuff that you can only really pick up from from scouting stuff that you can't see. And then you go, okay, well maybe he's gonna yeah. be he's gonna be a good fit. Or you could go in and do, like do the 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 kind of the basic window shopping stuff is look at the player and then look at his history, and you're like. How did this solve five so, if I've, so if Like if you're getting scout reports going, Oh geez, I should buy this guy or I should buy this guy and he's really recommended and then you look at his player history, so you can view like a very, very quick snapshot of last season, you will find out it's like, Okay, well, you're telling me to go and sign this lad, but he only played three times for the club in the attire of last year. I can check his injury history. Was it because he fucking did his knees, or was he just not being played, or was he off on loan somewhere? And what was his average rating at at the end of that season? And as the game goes on, obviously that information starts to stack up because you get seasons and seasons and seasons and seasons worth of it. But even like early doors, it's a good place to it's a good place to start looking for stuff. So if like if you see somebody who's there and you turn out okay, well, you know he played. 34 games but he had an average rating of 6 out of 10 for the games like well that's a fairly average side of things or if you see somebody who's played you know 20 something games and have as a, a, an average for the season of 7 7.2 7.4 7.6 what did they score and what did they assist did they pick up any awards over the season Again, checking their injury history. Again, checking relationships. Checking little notes on them, like all of that kind of player information screen. You can lose yourself into the bit.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say I don't have the patience for any of that. <laughs> and honestly, honestly, this is this is an insight into my into my life. <laughs> just like, okay, thanks just, for all that. Kind I'm just going to erase all of I got that. Got PTSD stuff like... from college lectures there. Just you kind of telling me what to do and me refusing <laughs> to do. It. But uh, see, I've just been my patience in life generally has just been kind of knocked at. And uh, I just I was I was playing it last night, you know. It's something that I can acknowledge and think about consciously. Like I, I'm looking at stuff, and I'm like, this will probably take two minutes. Fuck it, I'll continue. And it's basically like that. Yeah. I would str- I would struggle to just read through a player's profile and go, oh, should I sign them or not or whatever. I'd have to be basically like, I'll sign him. Or I won't sign him, yeah. and that's it. And that's why my transfer policy at the moment is not to sign anybody. Well,
0: well not to not to sign anybody is a fairly reasonable Like I don't. Well, l- I am l- the favourites. You are the favourites. Like uh, untouched squad, you are the favourites, uh, and we would be the second favourites, and Sporting would be the the third favourites. I'm in a kind of a similar position. I've got one or two long term injuries. I've got. A, I've got like who I should have as a starting center half um did his cruciate ligaments and he's gone for he's gone for 8 months I've got a right back now as well who's gone with a broken ankle and he's well he's just coming off a broken ankle it's a, it's a legacy injury uh, and I've got one or two that have picked up knocks in in pre-season but I think going down through the going in through the first team and going down through the B team even though the B team get younger like there there's players there's players that are in the B team that are far outclassing or should far outclass those that are in the under 23s and the under 19s like in Portugal you can have a squad of up to 90 odd players there so there's like there's loads and loads and loads of stuff um, to pick from like I'm supposed to sign high reputation players if I sign them from the supporters point of view and then from the board point of view they're just like sign players that you can flip for profit Yes. Um, so I don't know. Like Shane has a rake of signings the in the Jurgen Klopp job there, the pure Klopp job. Uh, he said Sporting bought loads of shite uh, He did try to sign Luis Suarez and get him back in the game and get him back playing uh, European football and in, in out in Portugal. Uh, Suarez said no at the wind up. Uh, Martin Tavares, uh, a Portuguese striker, is a possible signing, um, but he did a number and. He's uh, he's like this striker was recommended to me from Twitter. This is pure Wonder Kid territory now. Uh, Dion Drena Beljo, who looks absolutely oh, yeah. amazing.
1: Why can Shane get recommendations from Twitter? And I, I wasn't allowed
0: last week when it was thought uh, that I would have got a list of players. I didn't I didn't say anything of the sort. Oh, did you know? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe I did. Uh, but I went uh, looking for stuff on Beljo on Twitter and uh He looks fairly shit hot to be fair so he's after bringing him in for 2.5 million Croatian striker 20 years old I know he starts banging him in pre-season for Shane as well Uh, He's brought Pelestri in on loan from Man United guy Yeah 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 yeah. He's a decent player Uh, He should be I'd imagine so. It's like he's after going and picking up all these like little wonder kid lists, Shane. Uh, Yersin Shakon, 400 grand from Deportivo Chihira in Venezuelan, winger, 19 years old. But this is what Shane does um, uh, and has openly admitted it in the past. It's just like, go out, spend all the money on kids. That's why he got sacked from AC Milan. Spent 200 million euro on wonder kids and then wasn't doing anything wonder kids full uh, with them and then got sacked so uh, Tavares ends up going to uh, to Fiorentina he's a former Porto youth player he's also offered uh, contracts to Assenso who chose Lille the bastard uh, getting me back after my Galatasaray treatment that's just the game coming back to haunt you doesn't remember it but it knows Uh, and Santiago Arias who chose Liverpool he says it's good he's got too many right backs anyway uh, to get in it and he's got one, two, three four ooh he's got four games before he lost interest last night and started playing his FM 19 save in the middle of FM 23 yeah (laughs) (laughs) And this is where he's doing three managers in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Manchester United, he's got Sherman Cromps at Leeds and he's got Fraser somebody Uh, at Man City and they are literally one, two, three in the table and every player in the world that you need is shared between the three clubs. Let's get into games. Yeah. So talk to me about your first game. My first game was against
1: Leon, and I couldn't have picked a better opponent in the sense that if you were to Put Leon and Porto into tiers of clubs in Europe, I would say they would stack up right against each other. Should do. In yeah. terms of maybe you would have your super clubs, the likes of. Your it's, not, it's not that Madrid long ago since Barca. Leon won League on as well. They won six or seven in a row at the start mm. of the century. Mm. And Porto obviously had a great time in that time as well when the Champions League in all 4 the UEFA Cup and all 3 so they were very dominant at their own right and Leon have been competitive the last couple of years have been poor in league 1 um, Porto as well maybe have fallen back a bit from where they were um, but both clubs they're almost like parallel lines they're just running together at where they're at um, so I was playing against them and as I mentioned like good sessions for tactical familiarity in the run-up so I've persisted with the 4-2-3-1 uh, vertical tiki-taka and it uh, certainly worked last night But again I suppose I'm getting a bit excited uh, I had good results I won't, I won't spoil all the results But I had good results But I'm getting a bit excited By the results When in reality I shouldn't be Because it's pre-season So I but don't know Again if, this comes back to I don't know who I'm playing So say like I, I'm presuming like I knew the players for PSG When I played them So I yeah. knew they were good players But I don't know What's happening so I I don't know if I'm if you know the best players have been
0: taken off for a team. Okay, so are you playing the Leon B team? No, in, instead of you know, playing,
1: yeah, but yeah. like it, it, it is Leon obviously, but it, it could be Leon B in all but name, and that's why I'm slightly worried about at the moment. But if I'm to go off what I think it is, which is Porto's close to best team against Leon's close to best team, or possibly even best team for both sides, uh, I'd be really happy. Um, we won two 0 It was. Uh, really really good performance I said this last week the happiest part of that scoreline for me is the fact Leon didn't score Um, Bruno Costa got injured which isn't ideal but Pepe gets a goal Uh, it's 1-0 at half time the half time possession is 63 for me so I'm dominating this game the expected goals are 0.83 for myself 0.44 for Leon, and this is something that has become a bit of a trend
0: to to dominate the possession off of 4-2-3-1 the The tiki side of things is obviously helping with the passing and retention of possession. I would imagine, is it? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think so. I think the like I said last week, the ball's been moved really fast into the opposition sort of danger zone that final third. But this week, I noticed that we we've used it a lot better. And as I said, the trend of the expected goals, mm. I'm getting less expected goals than what I'm actually scoring and the opposition are getting less goals than what they're expected to
0: score. Um, So you are exceeding expectations.
1: Yes, on both sides of it, which is worrying in one sense because... That stat is there for a reason it's something I really consider in reality and in Football Manager um, and FIFA for that matter. They introduced it a couple of years back uh, because I think it is a good barometer in terms of your own dominance and your chances created and the, the quality of those chances. Um, so slightly concerning in the sense that I sh- probably should be doing worse than what I am, but also it goes to show that in the boxes as Pep Guardiola... Said throughout the course of his first season at Manchester City when he was complaining about why he couldn't get results um, I seem to be going well Okay. when the chances are falling to me and this was something that was very particular or very specific to the PSG game uh, when the chances are coming I'm taking them when the opposition are getting chances it's either being defended well or the keeper's doing well in the goal uh, which is a good sign in one sense it's not in the other sense as I said last week Porto B had an expected goals of 0 at half time and ideally that's not going to be realistic when you're playing against better opposition but 0.44 at half time isn't bad against Leon; it's quite good but as the game goes on you you start to see maybe them get a slight bit more control but in the second half then I mentioned Pepe got the goal Mathias Uribe set up Taremi, of course the Iranian centre forward who's starting up front for me at the moment that was 2-0 I finished with 8 shots 2 of them are on target and that comes back to my point that I take the chances Uh, it's an expected goals at the end of .83 to .44 so I've more than doubled my expected goals Mm. and ultimately it's a very good victory Bruno Costa is out for three to four weeks which isn't ideal but um a really really good victory I must say I was really happy with the result and the performance and uh, it boded well for the next game which was a bit more of a daunting prospect against PSG
0: It was Shane's first game of the night uh, against Celtic Uh, Pelino, last minute dinks over the keeper collects it and then boom score wins 2-1 Good win That's all the nuts Uh, He also plays uh, Brest Nice Nice. It's got nice in, oh, yeah. in brackets. A yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pelino also scores again, gets him off the mark. Uh, Trincao is there at Sporting too. sets up Goncalves. Uh, his new name is No Calves Skips Leg Day. No Calves Skips Leg oh, Day. Oh, because Goncalves. No Calves Fuckin Skips love. Legs Day. Okay. They won 2 1. Uh, Troy, they play. Uh we'll we'll get into we'll finish off his other ones in a few minutes. Uh, we start against Benfica B. Uh, I did I did my Benfica yeah. I did my Benfica uh second eleven last week, so now it's the Benfica B team. Oh, but right, this gives yeah. me a chance to to get a look at all of these kind of uh, kids that are supposed to be really good in the development centre signing of things. Prior to this I had signed another Paulino young lad. uh well of rec- Paulinos going around. A lot of Paulinos. I suppose it's, it's just not like Murphy's or Walsh's yeah. or something in Kilkenny I yeah. don't know. It's like Asher. Oh, sure, he's another Paulino from yeah. Tolerone or from freshford or somewhere. Uh, but I've signed a, a young Paulino, uh, well recommended, uh, but he lands in with a like his stats look. His stats look decent. I'll throw the screenshots out later on. Um, but lands in with a D rating and instantly embollocked by the fans and by the the board because it absolutely doesn't stack up. I think I can see. I think I can buy him. Like I bought him for fucking three hundred grand, small money. I can flip him for. Two million quid at Christmas, board will be happy. Fans will be like, okay, well, he got rid of him. That's great. But if it turns out that he's decent and he stacks up to the, you know, fourteen on the finishing and the bit of pace that he has, and he can come on for the last ten or fifteen minutes and and do some kind of damage. Happy days. Uh, Morato and Draxler are combining well for me against the B side of things in the first fifteen minutes. But it's Rafa who gets the first goal of the game. Uh, second half, and that's a uh, first goal of the game. First goal of the half, and the only goal in the half, one 0 at half time. Second half I make nine out of eleven changes. What are you doing at halftime? Are you are you like Me? Yeah, for preseason is just like play pick the best squad and play the squad or like yeah. rotate everybody?
1: No. Same team. No changes. Same okay. Same team that starts is the same team that finishes. Okay. Uh okay. goes back to my point that uh I think again going back to reality, I think the team top of the Premier League are Arsenal I'd say you could count on both hands the amount of changes our Ted has made this year. I think if you have continuity in your lineup, now for pre season, ideally I wouldn't be doing this, only for the fact that, again, I don't have the patience to change when yeah, I don't yeah. have a clue what I'm doing. So I get very frustrated very easily. Um, but I do think continuity in the lineup, not just in football, but in any sport, is really, really important. Because I think it goes about, there's a, literally a thing about tactical familiarity. And I think there is in terms of personnel familiarity as well I think if you're playing with a certain player particularly in a forward line um, you need to know kind of what movements to make where they cross the ball do they pull it in front of you do they pull it back what runs should you make things like that so that's why I go with the same team as often as I possibly can Um, but as I said I probably shouldn't be doing it for pretty because
0: I have a feeling that the rest of my bench aren't too fucking happy about that Well you are going to and going back to the colour green you're going to love that when you start to see those little relationship lines that begin to appear between players because of tactical familiarity positional familiarity and the continuity in selection so sure, you'll see know, surely the reserves and the subs won't be happy though, though. that depends. Uh, what you'd want to be doing there uh, yeah. top of my head is you it would do you no harm to have a look at the contract, screen. So when you're doing your squad view, yes. you can look at the same squad in like, you know, umpteen different views. But one of them comes down to depends on, on what way, even under the general view it might be there. But you will you will see players that have a squad status. And the squad status will be star player, important player, uh regular starter, squad player, fringe player, emergency backup, breakthrough prospect, all of these things. Nice. If you're looking at your bench and your bench is full of important players or star players, uh, as the case may be with Porto, and then your midfield uh, and your back four happen to have a couple of squad players and maybe a, a kind of an emergency backup in there because you liked the look of them. the squad status thing can start to have a, a bearing and that's where you get players knocking on the door because it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen in the first game of preseason or anything but that's where you're going to end up with players coming in and going listen. Uh, I need to uh, I need to have a chat because I'm not getting the game time I want and if they're not getting the game time I want do they go elsewhere uh, so Benfica B uh, half time uh, it's 1-0 to us we're attacking all the way I'm trying to get the lads to run their legs out I've got nothing to lose against the B team except the result uh, 76 minutes John Brooks who's fairly suspect anyway I was a bit kind of cautious about throwing him on uh, gets absolutely caught in possession Endure who i got to keep an eye on this guy he's Italian he's 70 70- Years old, he looks absolutely spectacular. Uh, he nips it off his toes, he's about 20 yards out, heads towards goal, boom, back in the net. Then Chiquino, who came on at halftime. time, yeah, Wolves Chiquino, S H I Q U I N H O, C H I Q U I N H O, yeah, yeah, he played for Wolves. Because he's, he's Portuguese? Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Uh, so, Chiquino, volley, left edge of the box, left foot, smashes it. Unreal. Uh, that makes it 2-1 to me. And then three minutes later, from villain to hero, Grimaldo with a free kick, 25 yards out. The keeper spills it. John Brooks is there, he's on the line and he oh, taps it in. Redemption, redemption is right, 3-1. Uh, and then uh, Ristic with a solo effort, at uh, 24 yards out. In off the post and all. We finish 4 uh, 1 winners. Not bad. I even printed out the team sheet Not to, uh, right. to That's do it. It's a
1: 4 2 3 1 if I ever see yeah, one.
0: It was in the second half anyway, yeah. Uh, Julian Drax had a great game. Rafa as an AMC. David Neres out in the right wing. Some good players. Uh, Enzo Fernandez in midfield that I'm trying to get a, get a good couple of games out of. Yeah, Gilberto at right back. Uh, Ramos didn't have the greatest of games up front. 6.6 he finished with in that one. Uh, we've had a look at the, at the title odds. Uh, for it as well uh, with Porto Benfica and Sporting in that order for it Um, you had to set wage budgets and you had to set uh, expectations with the board did you? did you? or did you skip that part? oh 100% I skipped that I delegate so this is where um, you would be allowed to raise additional transfer funds if you think that you can increase the point of which you drop out of a competition or win a competition. So like if you have the League Cup and you're saying, well, if reaching the semi final is the minimum, but if I tell the board that I'm gonna go out and win the competition, they might go, Do you know what, Robbie? Have another two million quid. You go and get that player that you need to win the competition. No. And then you don't win the competition and then you get fired. I done absolutely none of that. None of that. done or did. Just my grammar. How's the next game?
1: PSG. Yes. <sighs> telling you this before before we started uh recording remember chelsea and barcelona in 2012 the yes. second leg at the new camp so drogba gets the first goal at the bridge uh chelsea come away with a 1-0 win uh, famously actually I remember Pep Guardiola on the sideline just having a kind of a cheeky smile at Messi saying look it's not our day but we'll absolutely hockey these at the new Camp who the hell is going to keep up with us uh, on this Chelsea team it was an agent Chelsea team kind of that spine of Czech Terry Lampard and Drogba and then they're 2-0 down uh, Bus gets an Iniesta if I'm not mistaken might be wrong with Iniesta um, gets the second goal and then Terry gets sent off and from nowhere Ramirez gets a brilliant chip and then famously um Torres went round Valdes, and Chelsea were true to the final and won it. It was very backs to the wall, very sort of at the end of it. You're like, well, how the fuck did Chelsea win that, uh, or get a draw out of that, and obviously advance on goal? Uh, this was like Barcelona and Chelsea, except on steroids. I would say uh, when you, when you talk about <laughs> when when you talk about batterings, I mean, I got. Like I just, I stood in the corner. Like the bell rang. Manager. If I was a boxer, it, the bell would ring. I would just put my hands behind my back, stand in the corner for eleven rounds, and then the twelfth, come out swinging
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and get everything. the head slapped off. And you that's what I
1: did in this one. Um, first half. I mean, it, it, I was watching the game, and I noticed in some of the games, like there weren't too many highlights. Like I say, I, I like a kind of relatively boring, uneventful games where I just. Kill teams t- in moments, one in and, and otherwise out, like, than that yeah. kind of saturate the midfield, if you will, and uh, just let the game pass by itself. Um, but this was not the case, because PSG have some good players, Ken. Some really? very, very good players. <laughs>
0: I'd never again Killian
1: Mbappe. There was a game for the week that's in it, um, with the Ronaldo documentary that came out on BBC. There was a game called Ronaldo versus Football on the PlayStation One back in the day, around two thousand and two or three when Ronaldo was at uh, um close to his peak. And Ronaldo was so much better than everybody else. And I was getting serious PTSD about Mbappe last night. <laughs> Mbappe would get the ball it felt like Mbappe was just like teasing me picking the ball up at either corner flag from his goal and just running the fucking length of the pitch half the time the, the pace of the man was incredible I didn't have a clue what to do because I don't have a clue what I'm doing generally anyway uh, not just in football manager but in life um, and <laughs> and uh, from then then on in I'm just kind of in the, in the lap of the gods I mean I'm clinging on hoping for the best and The game's quite... Almost like a real game. It's quite down after about 20, 25 minutes. I've calmed the storm. It's still nil-nil. Somehow it's still nil-nil. I really can't reiterate that point enough. They are pummeling me at this stage. Chance after chance after chance. Like,
0: have you... Have you any mentality, Sad? Are you going in balanced? Are you going in positive? It's all balanced until... I said this last week.
1: Until... If it's, if it's a draw at half-time, I go attacking. If, if I'm leaning at any stage of the game, I go cautious. Okay. And then if it's 2-0, it's defensive. Um, but other than that, everything is balanced. So it's still balanced at this stage. And I'm going well. And Marsano, who's a pretty good centre-back, I must say, gets the ball on the halfway line. Um, I've never seen... I can't think of anything to compare it to... He, I don't know if it was a blind pass or if he was just like taking the piss out of me. He, he basically passes the ball from the halfway line the whole way back to the edge of the box. But Mbappe's standing there and uh, Mbappe ain't missing that. He slots it past uh, my goalkeeper. It's 1-0 and I'm thinking from there like a bit like going back to the Chelsea-Barca game. If I'm trailing against these lads there's no hope. The, the only good thing about that first half was that it was 0-0 at some point in the first half. Yeah. There was nothing else. I didn't expect the goals of fuck all at half time it wasn't going well and uh, as i said i don't change anything so i stuck with that 35% possession 1.02 is their expected goals i don't know how but again it comes back to i suppose I'm defending the box quite well so it wasn't too bad what do you what do you say sense. at half time i say well done lads this is what pre season is all about <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- <laughs>
0: well, to be fair, you only get to use those lines at team yeah, talks during yeah. the preseason, I so mean, you I may as well see yeah.
1: what they do. I mean, in fairness, like I couldn't go in and start blaming them, but then all of a sudden, um, much like Chelsea at the new camp, and I know I'm constantly going back to this, uh, my players are absolutely inspired to do something <laughs> that shouldn't be done. And uh, I, I, there's, as I said, the game was stopping a lot, but because there was, it was stopping a lot for PSG attacks. There was not one attack I was on. And in the second half, I noticed the game had stopped for a highlight, and I was on the ball. Now, this was a rare occurrence that a Porto player would have the ball. But then the ball moved into the PSG half, which really was dormant, if not extinct. Uh, it was just a non-attacking side. And then it gets closer and closer to the goal. And all of a sudden, Franco finds Uribe, and Uribe slots it past Donnarumma in the goal, and we're level at the Parc de Prince and I'm thinking, Fucking hell, it would take a fucking two or three one because there's no no chance of it. It's one all at this stage, but there's no chance in my mind we're coming out with a one all draw. Uh and then there's another highlight almost immediately afterwards and I'm thinking, here we go. Here we go. Eustachio's got the ball. It's going down the wing. Beautiful ball over the top. Gabriel Veron is in. Boom. Two one Porto. Oh shit, you were two and up. Two one up. Two one up. I thought it went the other way. No, it was two one up. And I was <clears throat> I, uh, uh, you know, you get kind of excited or whatever. I, I'm just kind of in a, in a state of pure
0: shock. Yeah, I, I'm looking cause, at it thinking... Because I'm really wishing one, that I, I had th- recorded yeah. the noise that came out of your mouth yes, last yes, night when the second goal came a in. <laughs> maybe akin to what Gary Niddell did in Chelsea <laughs> Barcelona game 10 years ago.
1: But uh, I, I'm thinking, what the fuck just happened? Like, I'm too one up. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just again, it's back to um, PSG absolutely obliterating me in all sorts of ways. They're uh, a tricky one. To, I couldn't yeah. kill them off and with then, all and that. Then Bappe gets an equaliser near the end, and I'm just thinking I'm definitely going to lose it. That was about the eighty first, eighty second minute. And I'm thinking there's no way I'm hanging on here, and it was just I was just clinging on at the end. There's no point in saying anything else. But I come away with a two all draw um, against all the odds. Twenty two shots to six, nine on target for PSG, they get two goals. Two on target for me again and, and I get two goals. goals again. So it comes back to my point that I am taking my chances but not creating an awful lot and this is reiterated again by the expected goals being 3.69 to 0.74. So I'm expected to lose a game by three, 3. goals.
0: 3.69 to PSG? Dang. Yeah,
1: I'm expected to lose a game by nearly three goals and I come out with a draw. Eight corners to one, 60 to 40% possession. But... At the end of it all and when the final whistle went I'm still unbeaten on Football Manager. But I've conceded my first goals and I have yeah one win two draws at this point you wouldn't mind conceding goals to, to oh, Kini Mbappe like two fucking goals is uh, fair
0: going we go to Getafe um, I'll keep it fairly short we're 10 minutes into the game we've got Morato who's playing again he passed lovely ball out right to, to Gilberto uh, who's through to Neres who's on the right wing he cuts into the box Enzo does get a touch in there somewhere part of the as part of the setup uh, but we make it 1-0 uh, against Getafe 10 minutes into the game but they're leveled before half time two sets up Mayoral beats the offside trap one all. Say offside trap, there's no offside trap anymore in FM 23, but it's an offside trap. Uh, So, uh, one all again, raft of changes we bring in a little bit of shoot on side action uh, start spreading the ball out to the flanks for the second half uh, and start rotating the personnel as well uh, so Goncalves uh, manages to sort out something gets ba into the box he runs straight and this is this is one thing maybe this comes back to uh, one of the points about the goalkeepers um, I haven't seen an awful lot of this uh, but it happened so is running straight into the box like comes down the right hand side cuts into the box then cuts an angle towards the keeper uh, and he runs straight at the keeper like straight at the keeper and just hits the ball in under his legs like that would s- absolutely sicken me if it was to happen in, in real life Gilberto has bad to come with off a, as well
1: Ba would have finished under the legs
0: under the legs like straight through the legs of the keeper
1: like from so Ba slotted in under a keeper's legs yeah from like two, two, remember 2014 oh. am I missing Chelsea, Chelsea 2 Liverpool in the Anfield stop please I don't <laughs> I'm in the you know, fucking
0: Liverpool I, I know I don't need any remembering of Gemma uh, 66 minutes uh, another bunch of changes so I get Chiquino on Joe Maria uh, Paulino Antonio and a few others are on and then we just like it's kind of a quiet game from there so we've gone to 2-1 we're closing out the game I get a set piece straight off the training ground 4 minutes to go in normal time Joe Maria with the corner Morato with a header under the corner 3-1 then it goes to 93 minutes minutes. Referee is just about to blow it up. We win a free kick. Again, Joe Maria takes the free kick from the left hand side, right across the box. Murato's there with the header again. Uh so two goals for him in the space of seven minutes two from set pieces, which is nice and then Damien with an absolute screamer for Getafe, just inside the right edge of the box, doesn't even look up, angled straight across the goal smokes the keeper, makes it 4-2 but it's a good win for us again, Enzo Fernandez in the middle of the park, had a super game, got on the assist as well, David Neres was there, Uh, Draxler came on in the second half, Rafa came on in the second half, Ramos came on in the second half bit concerned about Ramos not doing exactly what I thought uh, he would do and Rafa as an AMC didn't have the greatest of games but Morata hit an 8.7 Otamendi a 7.3 uh, and we're looking, we're looking fairly good and in comparison to the the XG you're talking about, hours uh, for the game total 3.89. We ended up with four balls in the back of the net, uh, which was uh, which was all right. How did my shot count go to uh, a lot? I don't have the figure, but the box is absolutely uh, littered with stuff there. Uh, the Portuguese league top goal scorer odds for this season, courtesy of the Guardian. Tarimi yeah, for the golden He's boot a good finisher. Uh, nine to five odds that he'll be there. He, keep an eye out on him for the World Cup. Evan Nielsen, finisher, five to one, second yeah,
1: place. Evan Nielsen
0: gets a goal in my next game. It
1: seems like a half decent player. he uh, obviously tried to poach him off me. That he year. did.
0: Uh, happening. Uh, Ricardo Horta for uh, Sparta Braga. Uh, Fran Navarro for, 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 for Braga. Oh, sorry. Uh, Fran Navarro for Gil Vicente. Uh, at seventy-two, Vitina also at Braga. Oh yeah, in with a shout, uh, and Pedro Goncalves from Sporting twenty-five to one finished top scorer. Uh, top young player though, Enzo Fernandez. Yeah, I've got. Player, I have good hopes he's a for good him. Well, I You're had. A good squad. I I'd had him. Certainly I, I had leader. Fernandez. Had Enzo at, um, at River Plate. And he was great. Yeah. Uh, Pedro Poro Sporting, uh, and then Diogo Costa and Evan Nielsen in there as well for Porto. Yes so they should be a good looking uh run of things. Uh Ugarte in there for sporting as well as a oh, as yeah. a possible nine to one. Our last game is very short. We play Marseille, there's barely any time on the clock, like three minutes into it. We're one 0 down. Uh Louis Suarez, different Louis Suarez. Uh Nea and Dimitri Payet combine and Payet converts uh and then we turned things around altogether. Like, we had a terrible first half, but in the second half, for like the last half an hour, it's like we remembered to play football. So, uh, Jaume Murillo has come on at halftime. Uh, oh, did we get one back? We did. So David Neres gets one back, um, Absolutely super strike from him, left edge, left hand side of the box. He's after travelling from the right to the left, uh, fires across the goal, back at the net on sixty-one. Because even you were like, Jesus, that was a quick blitz. Then Jean Maria yeah. wins a penalty, uh, sticks it in the bottom corner, and then Fernandez Enzo uh, twenty-six meters out, in off the post, absolute screamer of a shot. Phenomenal stuff from him, and then uh, poor Under makes an absolute balls of things with a clearance on ninety two minutes. Uh, ball falls to Grimaldo, who's playing at left back, Grimaldo and he sticks it in the top corner. And out of nowhere, we finish four one winners. And that was our last game, and that kind of wraps up the preseason. And for ruthless, isn't it? It's which ruthless, ruthless. I
1: love that. Oh yeah, you know when you're undeserving of victory, and it frustrates oh, yeah. the opposition more than any other defeat would do.
0: Yeah, especially at that level. But that means that I've got four against Getafe, I've got four against Marseille, I've got four against. Did I hit four against uh, Benfica B team as well? Just we had a couple of good, decent running results. How did, you, how did your How did your last team. game go?
1: Stad Rem. Oh yeah, probably if PS if Leon were on a par, yeah. the next two PSG or a hell of a lot further ahead than I am Um and then Stadram are a bit behind where Porto are I would say in the echelon of uh, soccer clubs or football clubs I should say Uh half time nil nil there's good nil nils and there's bad nil nils this was the latter Point one eight to point one five expected goals it was really for anyone to pay the ticket it was it was a bad Dour. choice of entertainment yeah. I'll put it that way Uh so I'm Obviously, I have a wrote down here, boring game, happy enough. So I was happy enough with the fact that it was a really boring and uneventful affair between two sides that showed any sort of, showed a complete lack of quality or intent or a willingness to actually play the sport as it should be. Second half, Ivan Ilsen scores. Delighted. Brilliant finish, does well. Long ball, Tony Martinez flicks it on and the substitute finishes. Ivan Ilsen, that is. 2-0 Franco from a long range free kick that goes the whole way now this was a strange goal Uh, I don't know does the game glitch when you're watching it? I I don't know it depends Franco Franco kicked it right now it's not it's it's like a long imagine there's a free kick on the halfway line someone's gone in to absolutely launch it into the box don't know why that is the case obviously I have a setup tactically because I thought I'd be playing it on the floor from that far out but anyway Franco just absolutely launches it in it the keeper comes out. If you could imagine the ball in the air, the keeper comes out and somebody flicks him into an empty net. So the keeper's come out, he's missed it. But, but it's said Franco had scored, who had taken the free kick. It was very peculiar, but I didn't care less. It was a goal, it was 2 0, uh, and I won the game. Simple as that. Dominant in the second half, yeah. which I was happy about because if you remember last week, I had mentioned I died off badly against Porto B. Yeah. Uh, but I was really good, I thought, in the second half here today. 2 0, got the two goals in the second half, dominated the game, 59% possession, um, come the full time whistle, 15 shots, six of which were on target, and expected goals again for the third time in a row today of 1.53 to 0.53. So I'm expected to win the game by a goal, I win it by two. So I'm going against all the odds so far. It'll be interesting to see if that's something that is happening consistently and that, in fact, I can put a bit of leverage on the fact that maybe even though I should be winning by one I can almost add an extra half a goal or a goal onto mm. that um, or if it, these have just been kind of almost tree anomalies in a way and that eventually it'll all kind of come to the surface that I actually should be scoring less goals and will score less goals yeah. and I should be conceding more and will concede more. It, it's worrying in the sense that preseason is nearly up now. I think I've won Super Cup game and if that starts happening at the start of the league I'm in serious trouble because I was using pre-season to basically see if I was shit or good. I've come to the conclusion that I'm good so far. Yeah. So if it starts to turn in the at the start of the league, I would be very, very worried. And there's things there that I'm almost refusing to accept, the XG being one of them, where I'm like, oh, I wouldn't mind that because I've won the game. Whereas if I was losing, I would kind of analyse it a lot deeper and try and change it. So it, it is slightly concerning that maybe the results are paper papering over the performances. But nevertheless, if I continue along this vein, and, I mean, it's it's four games, three clean sheets, two wins, two draws.
0: Decent pre-season.
1: As, yeah, it's a pre-season. It's my first venture into a game. I think it couldn't have gone much better, quite frankly. Yeah, okay. No, I, I brag there, but a, genu- no, 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 a genuine but, sort but of observation. Of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought and this will probably still be the case I think and could possibly be the case that I'll play the game and be terrible and tanked and as Shane said last week even though I was giving him no hop uh, that I would eventually get the sack
0: Okay. Well, who knows? Remains to be seen. Who knows? Uh, Super Cup fixers for you next week, and we'll get into league and Champions League proper to finish off on uh, Shane's results. Uh, he goes and plays Troy in his second last uh, preseason friendly. Beljo is making his debut here as well, uh, and it only takes him two minutes to get onto the score sheet. Palestri sets him up. Uh, then he goes and he doubles his tally. They score. Then he says he's worried about the defense. By half time, he's only had six shots on goal, three of which are on target but it looks like two of them are in the back of the net so in terms of taking chances that's not bad Beljo gets his hat-trick in the second half makes a few changes but um, those uh, defensive concerns uh, come to light because he concedes twice in the second half and they draw three all uh, then he goes and plays pow trink double makes it a 2-1 win he's currently searching for wrestlers now using a dress pal because I told him to check out US addresses. And in news for sporting from the board, uh, apparently a takeover is in progress. We will see what that means for sporting uh, next week. That is where we're going to leave it uh, for this week. I've got some World Cup stuff to look at, but I think we might look at it when we're all back in the studio together next week. Uh, Thanks a million for listening. Keep the comments and everything else coming in on the Twitter machine at FMFshow. You can find the website, uh, fmfshow.com, and you get brand new episodes of the podcast every Friday uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you do your podcast listening. Until next week, good luck. The Football Manager Football Show, brought to you by scoreline.ie.